Hey guys, and welcome. Behind the Bunker, it's Monday night. Um, Going to be a good show tonight. Our topic tonight is what is uh, your most controversial topic that you want to talk about? And we're going to maybe peruse on some of them as well tonight. So uh, stay tuned. Things should get uh, pretty gritty tonight. Uh, my name is Todd Ansich. This is our weekly paintball show. We are live on Facebook and YouTube right now. We also make this into a podcast. So if you don't want to sit through the whole thing, you can download it as a podcast and listen to while you're in your car, at work, or uh, whatever you're doing. With me tonight, I have uh, Gavin Sharma from TerraTech Industries. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Gavin Sharma is here once again. It is Monday. I am in the air chair, and we are so excited about Behind the Bunker this evening and you joining us. Uh, let other people know that you're here and what you're doing this Monday evening by hitting like, share, or starting a watch party. Whatever you need to do to let people know, hey, it's Behind the Bunker, and this is what I'm doing. Nice. I forgot that we could do watch parties. Is that still a thing? I'm, I'm not sure. Well, you never wear a watch. I don't. Um, speaking of which, there's uh, Joe Kimson from Flag Raiders Paintball. And greetings and thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight to uh, Beautiful Behind the Bunker. We are live for our Monday night paintball show, and uh, we'll get to it. Yeah, and as I say, it's going to be a good one tonight. What is your favorite controversial topic? We're going to uh, watch you guys in the live comments, and uh, we're also going to... Um, we have some of your comments from instagram and facebook from this week when we asked you guys so stay tuned for that a couple of things i want to talk to you about is uh, paintball media uh has the iconic paintball team documentary series tomorrow episode three is being released they are still feverishly editing right now but they'll be done they say midday tomorrow so if you guys want to check out some of those they're, they're pretty good you want to check them out go to uh, paintballmedia.com um exalt has some new skull collection bayonets. What do you think of those? Those are nice. Those are cool. I, I think those are pretty neat. I like the death stare. Yeah. Yeah. I like the thousand eye stare, but they didn't didn't make it. Uh Emac. Thousand eye stare? I'm not gonna let you it's get away with that. Thousand mile stare. <laughs> what it was what did I, I, I say? Thousand yards. Yard. That's a eye. lot of eyes. <laughs> thousand eye drop something. I was thinking archery. <laughs> So the EMF 100 ignition trigger, also uh, for the EMAC, is back in stock if you guys want to get one of those for uh, for your neat toys. Um, also, the new metallic universal fill nipple covers are in. Yeah. If I, I would have waited and got those if I would have known there was metallics on the way. So, yeah. You can um, pierce those babies. <laughs> oh, shoot, shoot. I went too fast. Did, like, so modern. have you guys seen one of these... <laughs> I did see that, yes. What on earth? Is that like a... Oh, oh. So I thought it was a mold of two hoppers that they just cut in half, and that's how they did them. It's like an AirPod or something? But it's not. This is... Uh, so that's the top of one. It's basically two loaders. Looks like they're glued to each other. And on the top, you have this feed stack. So what this is, this is for sale on uh, eBay. This is uh, thanks to Neb who sent this in. It says ultra rare with three asterisks, twin Chester, one of three. Um, they're 108 round capacity. So basically it says, uh, this is it. You, you're one of three chance to uh, own a piece of paintball history. This new old stock prototype twin Chester Paintball Hopper is in near mint condition and was forged by Daryl Winchester himself. Unmatched in its inception, its 108 round capacity afforded its owner a massive advantage on the field 
but was ultimately deemed unfair and unsportsmanly uh, and was shelved. The Feedgate is a collab between Mike Cassidy and Daryl Winchester and is in 9.6 out of 10 condition <laughs> and had only been used a few times for testing purposes. Um, what do you think that's sold for? Or is selling for because it, it has not sold. This has been relisted again. That remind, it reminds me of one of those uh, puzzles. Whose cup will fill up first? <laughs> mm. I wish that was a thing. <laughs> um, so what do you think? For that monstrosity? Yeah. yeah. If they say the name Winchester one more time, I think it increases the value. Rare. <laughs> Rare Winchester. <laughs> those are si collaboration. simultaneous <laughs> mutual feeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as people are putting no that number down, but I just said simultaneous mutual feeding as opposed to the other variant. Think of all the people that are Googling Vanilla Ice and getting this ad where it says collaboration. So what do you think, Gavin? I don't even want to bid on this, but I will. Well, not bid. What do you oh, think? What, it, do you what, think what, what do you think what, he's asking for? It? Since it's rare and Winchester was listed several times in the write-up, <laughs> I'm going to say 80 bucks. Yeah. Joe, what do you think? I... I you know what I I think it's kind of cool and if it is what it is I would I would go to eighty five. Okay. The starting bid he's asking is seven ninety nine US, $100? and and if you want to buy it right out, it's fifteen hundred US. Huh. I'm not saying he's going to get it, and I don't think he would ever get it. But he's would you get guys a, he's pay get a backhand? That's what he's going to get. Would you pay eight hundred bucks for a piece of plastic? I don't care how good of a collector you are. Would you actually pay that? I don't think so. Never. I'd maybe pay a couple hundred bucks. If really? It, it, but look at how rare it is, right? <laughs> <laughs> but if you were like the ultimate collector and you were looking for that one thing, like there was only three of these that existed, that's a pretty good find. I'd pay 200 bucks for it, but I wouldn't go anything more than 200 bucks. What the hell are you going to do with that? Again, if I was a collector, that would be the only, the only reason why I would maybe do that. Yeah, I don't know. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. It's on eBay if you'd like to buy that right now i'm trying to be an uncollector <laughs> a herger yeah so let's talk about this here ladies and gentlemen we have your um oh yeah we have your we, the, okay so we have all your chat loaded up we're going to watch you guys so if you guys want to get in on what is your most favorite controversial topic post it in there we'll try to get to it before we do that joe you have some surprise yes i've been working uh with, with a company that we spent you know a, a show a few weeks ago uh, talking about and each of the I got each of the guys an envelope so if you'll all open your envelope simultaneously it's like a little it's like a little Does Christmas. that camera work Matt? It's like a little Christmas gift. It's like Christmas in June. Oh wonderful. So it came with yeah. a little spray bottle. Oh it's a German company. Zeclair. Zeclair. <laughs> and uh, yeah so everyone got one and Zuby got one too we won't open yours. When they say microfiber, <laughs> they're not kidding. It is a microfiber. <laughs> it's like three inches but by three inches. We ran, but neat. We, we ran into these guys at PayPal Extravaganza. Extravaganza. And the the fog, their fogging stuff worked um, pretty pretty well. Anti-fog worked pretty well. Don't you agree, Gavin? Uh, 100%. So we were, we were fortunate to have a this size little bucket. Oh, uh, and I still have remnants of mine because so I use it frequently. I use it uh, almost on a, well, when I'm working on a daily basis because I have to wear goggles oftentimes, um, and I still have it. So that was in February, over a year ago. Um, yeah, so it was in February 2020. 19? No, 2020. 2020. 
Was and it's 2020. Like, yeah, you only need a small amount too, and it is an exceptional product for uh, to keeping your, your 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 glasses, your goggles um, completely fog free. So I sincerely endorse this, um, and I'm pretty excited about the spray as well. So thank you, Zclear, for sending a Zclear Zclear uh, the tiny tiny the world's tiniest microfiber, which you'll see on eBay shortly because uh, <laughs> it's rare. Uh, uh, and this was not in collaboration with Winchester, but I'm sure some other fine people helped with this. And we can find them. They have a Facebook, Instagram page, so we can find Zclear Z Z or Zclear if you're in Canada or Zclear if you're in America. So, so is this the company that you were talking about, Gavin? That you were that you enjoyed that you had the sample from, and but yeah. you have been wanting to get more. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I, I'm quite surprised, and uh, I'm very very happy that this will last me years. So I'm like the first. I, I'm not even remotely ha like halfway through uh, the first batch that I have. So I suspect this will be my entire paintball career. Uh, and uh, anytime I have to use goggles that require fog-free uh, vision, I will definitely be nice. using clear. Well, that's cool. I would like to try them on my sunglasses yeah. and see because, yeah. So, Especially when you're living in the air conditioning world and you go up to the humid day and you get those fogs. So that's <laughs> what I was using when any time I was out uh, with my sunglasses and wearing our COVID masks, mm. right? Uh, so that was really, really helpful in keeping my eyes uh, protected from the sun and clear. Uh, thank you, Z-Clear. I'll yeah. say it over and over. I wear my sunglasses <laughs> at night, so I can, so I can. Thank you, Corey. You're welcome. <laughs> so most controversial topic, Brandon Page is going to start us off with his. He says, uh, controversial when when to wipe or not. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that briefly last week and, uh, sorry, the week before, we were talking about how recreational, on the recreational field, it's an absolute no. On the speedball field, half of us said it's acceptable because you're playing against the refs. The other half said not acceptable because it's, again, it's cheating. But, uh, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Let's, you know, you, you can't say there's no wiping in speedball. Um, Old Soul on YouTube is asking right now, he says, what about the gun versus marker debate? You know, are we calling oh, okay. it a gun? Yeah, or are we yeah. calling it a marker? I I think Joe and I are back in the same boat. I think we're calling them guns again. Absolutely. Um, when kids are playing in the in in the backyard, they're saying they're shooting each other with guns, even though they're you know with with they're using their hand and they're playing that game. They're still calling it guns. They're not saying shooter. They're not saying marker. They're not saying anything else. And I think moms that are bringing kids for birthday parties, they full well know what it is. And when even when they come out to play Nerf, they're still calling them guns. Yeah. So we used to. Uh, we used to really soften paintball and call them markers and, you know, adventures and. We it, took the fun. We took the fun right out of it. We, we sure did. Took the cool out of it, really. We sure did. <laughs> and you know what? This new PC society, it better not hit paintball because I, I'm, I'm, we have, you know, we can't, we can't make it any wussier than it already was. So there you go. That's that's that. Um, Destiny Paintball posted uh, up this week. They said, who exactly is the paintball Illuminati that doesn't want to see paintball grow? Um, it's the manufacturers. People think that there's own. a group of people or a, a bunch of manufacturers that get together and just don't want to see paintball grow. Uh, why? How is that a thing? Is that the same cabal that drinks blood of children? <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's part part of the Stonecutter organization. Gotcha. If, uh, if, yeah, I don't know. There is nobody that works in paintball that doesn't want this to succeed. And the people that own paintball businesses or manufacture, 
why in the world would they not want this sport to succeed? Now, they may not be doing things in your eyes at home that are promoting the sport to what you would think they are. Uh, but believe me, everybody's trying. Um, you know, we go to paintball extravaganza and meet up with, with with all kinds of industry people. And, and the topic of the discussion is how do we bring more people into the sport? And that's, that's all across the board. Speaking of paintball extravaganza, guys, next Monday we will have an announcement about new location potentially as well as dates uh, of what's happening. So I know Rick, our friend Rick is on the road right now uh, getting some contracts signed. And uh, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully maybe next week we'll get some uh, we'll get some more info. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about location announcement and uh, dates. Too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jacob in the YouTube chat says, uh, right of fire. I understand we're trying to get kids, but honestly, I'd uh, play pump and electros. Here's the thing. Rate of fire to me isn't an, isn't a problem as long as people are playing with their own groups of people. Like if you're playing a birthday party, if you have your own equipment, you have no business playing against that rental group. No business. No business at all. No and if for some reason you are playing there because the field owner wants an extra body or two on the field, then you're right. A pump would be great or grab a rental gun. Um, but rates of fire, I mean, if Gavin, Joe and I and Josh want to go out in the field and we're gun owners and we want to, you know, we're playing amongst each other and we all decide that we want to go full auto, that's fine. As long as we all consent and we're all good. That's what big games are good for, right? But as soon as you get rental mixes in there or newer players to the sport, maybe give that a second thought. Is that how you spell bidnit? B-I-D-N-I-D-Bidnit? -I, -I, I think there's a Z in bidness. <laughs> if there's not, not there you, should be. Not your business. It's a silent Z. I thought it was Bidnit. It's Bidnit. Bidness. Can we not call Eddie Murphy and ask him? <laughs> yeah, we'll wait. Go yeah. ahead. Go He's ahead. typing He's in the chat right now. <laughs> it's Goonie Goo Goo. So there you go. Um, Chris Zalasco says, uh, how about when you call yourself out and they don't let you out, they're keeping you pinned in your cover. Uh, man, if someone calls... Uh, calls a hit, let them off their back and let them respawn. I don't know if that's intentional or malicious. I mean, I would certainly hope not, but you got to remember there's a lot of guns firing and, you know, people can't really hear as you're screaming through a mask, and, you know, so I don't know if uh, if that's intent. If it is, then I think that's a jackass move. Yeah, I think it's a jackass yeah. move, but I don't think it's uh, it's often uh, in intentional. That's why refs are there to pull people out there yeah. and have a little bit more game awareness of what's going on. The so. thing is, though, if, if you're in a bunker or behind a wall, and you, you, you know, someone's shooting at you. They're not hearing your voice. Right. They really aren't. I mean, the only thing you can do in that point, and and this is what we convey to our rental kids, is put your hand in your air. You, you the worst it's going to do is going to get hit in the hand. But if you put your hand in the air or your gun the with gun. your hand yep. in the air, um, that's the international symbol for I'm hit. Let me out. If you try to stand up right away you might get a volley into you because someone thinks that, hey, he's a target. So gun in the air is the only way that you're going to get it. But, I mean, we're all guilty of shooting someone who's already hit and maybe coming out of their bunker because they're not doing it appropriately. Um, you know, if you're in a building, put your gun in the air and run out real quick, you know, six feet out, and hopefully that doesn't get you. But uh, just by waving your gun in the air, I think, is a big Part big of the help. ref's job is to help help guide extract some of the, people extract out. Yeah. people out of these yeah. situations that they no longer want to be involved in yeah like you can't not everyone can pop smoke and get out never get out of the boat never get out of the boat but you know part of the ref's job is to you know help help navigate you know ex inexperienced people or people that are fully experienced out of these situations that 
they don't no longer want to be in. Yeah, but it's not the refs. It's not the refs' responsibility. Like if 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 you're in the back forty, and even if you have two or three refs per group, you're not always going to have them there. So for sure, yeah, it's kind of up to you. And it's like, you know, it's like in speedball. You know, you get you get complaining when a guy puts three or four balls in you as he runs by you, but that's what's happening, right? Like if you're hit and you, a guy still runs you down. That's your responsibility. Get the hell out of that bunker and get off the field. Um, yeah, Bob Spicer says dead man walk. I mean, that's so I'm, I'm, I am Ooh. not a fan of the dead man walk. I know Bob lives and breathes by that. but uh, His signature move. <laughs> I would rather someone wipe on me than do a dead man walk. I think that's the worst thing ever. Yeah, I agree. And I've seen it in big games too, and then you're really pushing a – um, the, the sportsmanship, right? Yeah. Uh, because people, they see you walking, they think you're dead, they're not going to dump paint into you just because you don't have your hand up or you don't have your uh, your, your barrel sock on. Yeah. I think that's the lowest, yeah. lowest, lowest. At our local field, we call that the Spisser Walk. The Spisser Walk, The Spisser yeah. Walk, yeah. Spisser. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got one here. Andrew Woodward says, Kate, Kate Secure or uh, B Paxson? I would say B right now because she's still playing. I don't I th- know I if think, Kat still... I think Kat still plays Is school. she? No. Well, okay. But I, I'm, still, uh, I'm still Team B. Yeah. B? Team B. Yeah. Team B. That's... Um, oh, Nev Nella or Ben... Sorry. Ben... What is it? Alan. No, whatever his name is. My, <laughs> my, nice. loose, my loose interpretation of big game rules. If they don't specify... Say, if they don't specifically say I can't, then I take them as a, I can and I must. You you must Neb Nella. <laughs> oh Neb's rules were light. Yeah. Um, Link's tactical gear, marker hits count. Yeah. You think so? I think so. Marker hits, marker hits are are hits. I agree. I, I agree. Like even in a big game, like we're even when all the big boys are playing, marker hits should still count. Yeah. So, so Robbie Gage had the alter, or the alternative opinion. Uh, he also said that he agrees with us in the in the room here that uh, feels that uh, gun hit or gun hits don't count rules uh, for realism. Uh, he disagrees with that. I, I as well. Some yeah. mag fed games, they if you get hit on your gun, you have to pull the mag out, put the mag back in, and carry on. But I think if you you get hit on your gun, then you should be out. I think it really discourages blind firing as well, right? Yeah, yeah I agree. And it's amazing, even with. Guys that play all the time, gun owners, the amount of blind firing I still see. Even those guys that can't see. (laughs) The guys out there with long canes (laughs) playing. All those poor dogs (laughs) having to point out what locations are. I have another one. Are those guys that that, that are yelling, uh, Marco! (laughs) Bobber Bobber one, do bounces count? It's often said at events to call your hits regardless. Mercy calls when mercy rules not in effect. That's you a don't good have point. to take them, but people think that by offering them, they won't be shot at. I think if a ball bounces off you, it, it, it's it's if, it's like a ricochet and a real yeah. bullet. It's no, like, that's the act of God saying, come on, son, you can keep playing. You're good. I, I agree. If I feel a shot, I, I instantly check it. Because, check. because there are a lot of times, especially wearing like renegade camo or you know, with, when you have a flexible goggle, you feel that hit. First thing you do is you duck, you stop. Because it's you're most likely out, but if you look and it's clean, play on, brother. Like that's 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 the point. Clearly in the rules, it says if the if you get marked with paint and it's bigger than a quarter, you're you're hit, and that okay. and that that's how I would play. So Cameron Turnbull in the chat says bounces are for airsoft, case closed. 
So I was all for uh, anti anti uh, bounces. So if we're back, if it, if you get a bounce and you're completely you're you're safe. I would say the only exception to that would be for 50 caliber paintball, which is a typically a small. Well, obviously it's a smaller projectile with less velocity uh, upon impact. So you, I do encounter more bounces with uh, with 50 cal than I would obviously with 68. I think so. And I think bounces should count with a. Uh, with 50 cal because it's typically marketed towards younger players yeah. anyway and you don't want to keep shooting yeah you don't want to keep shooting nerf like yeah. and todd you actually wear genre flage genre flage um i i think too like if you're playing a big game or you're playing with the big boys bounces don't need to count i i agree with that if you're playing with a birthday group maybe even a new rental group i would say bounce count because when you get hit they're like ow and they stop and then they're walking out but then they realize that they're not hit and they walk back in that's when people get upset because across the field they just see someone that gets walked out and then walks back in it's pretty frustrating right um now mike dutton in the uh in the chat says he wears a ghillie suit and he always calls himself out on a bounce that is different. That is ghillie suit rules. Most fields have that uh, incorporated. Yeah. Into, and if you're wearing a ghillie suit, all hits count because of the highly absorbent nature of a, of a ghillie suit. So any contact with a paintball um, uh, isn't out. So I'm not sure if that's a rule where you're at, but I'm glad you you have that in practice, Mike. Now, what if I wear goggle flush? Does the same rule apply? No, that's not highly absorbent <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. Here's here coop coop number three. First strike lacerations. Well, you know what? That wouldn't even be a topic because if no one needs to be using a first strike round, even if they have high frangibility, Gavin. Uh, I would, I would disagree. I think it has a time and a place. So I have yeah. certainly softened over the years when they first came out. I, I think it's a, it's a really great product. It's a lot of fun, and I think if it's you are in a magpet only game or uh, a first strike game as well, uh, I, I think it's, I think it's a okay to run with that. It's a fun product, but I think. If it's a regular recreational paintball day, not a special event, then I think it really shouldn't have, have its yeah. place on the field. I agree with Gavin. Much like white wine, it has a time and it has a place. Uh, you know what? I, I, <laughs> I don't mind white I, wine. I, I, you I, like I, how I picked that for Joe's I, I like that. <laughs> uh, you know what? And we you know, we were looking la last year. We talked in the fall about having a first strike only game. And, yeah. I, you know, if we ever have a place to have a game again, we might just consider a first strike only game to... Um, to have to play I, 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 again i think it's fun i think it, uh, there's a number of people who love the product uh love playing with first strikes and i think if people if it's marketed and built as such people can you know inform consent and they can they can uh, they can play if they wish to play and those who are opposed to it uh obviously will stay will stay away but yeah yeah i think it, again uh like white or red wine it does have a time and a place in, <laughs> depending <laughs> what you're serving right yeah uh, Neb in the in uh, Facebook on our post this week, he says ban the ramp. The whole sport went down after that. I'm not going to disagree with that guy. I, I think I he's, certainly I think he's batting a thousand this evening in terms of his <laughs> comments. I agree with it, but I also don't. I, I I liked playing it. I think it had its place, much like well, whatever. But I I, I think it did kill the sport. But it was also fun to play it while it was there. Um, you know, ramping to 15, if you've never played it, that's some fun-ass stuff on the speedball field. But it's, it also, it was a, an expensive endeavor and there was a lot of paint being shot. I, I, I And it, it, it made the game stale, you know, after a while. At first it was explosive and then I think it, I, I think it corralled that or curtailed that. But uh, it's I'm not offended by the 10.5, to be honest no. with you. I'm really not. But I think it's, it still slows movement down, right? Yeah. Even, even shooting 10.5. But here, okay, here's another thing. So to go against that, 
people don't realize that before ramping, when you had semi-autos, and yes, trigger bounce was a thing, yeah. but semi-autos, I knew kids that could take that gun and shoot 15 to 20 balls a second without flinching, right? Yeah. How, what is worse? A gun that legitimately ramps to 15? Ramp it. Right? Or a kid hitting you with 18 balls to 20 balls a second at a burst. Now, he can't do it for 10 minutes at a time, but off the break, or if he knows that you're going to do a bump and he puts some paint in the air, that's painful. So I kind of don't mind that. I did not object to that at all because that was pure skill. You're not relying on the technology. You're not relying on any uh, any sort of handicap. But here's the thing. With ramping, a real gun that ramps, you need to go bam, 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 and then the ramping kicks in. So if you're going to try to get that guy and and hit him on his break, it still takes skill to figure out when to do that. And you're not just going to get him with hitting your trigger three times and then get like you're going to miss him. Right. So I I don't think that ramping is as bad as people think it is. I I think for the sport, it kind of killed that whole playability. 10.5 is a handicap from what guys that used to play semi-auto. Right. When When tip and effect used to be able to play with response triggers and even without like you know i i, I don't know I, I video killed the radio maybe maybe i'm wrong what do you guys think like i don't know i would prefer a ramping that controls now granted there's always like the today boards and stuff that were really cheaty and all that sort of stuff but generally speaking is, is kind of what i'm thinking right um i got a good one here from daniel wright yeah, who yeah. writes in why aren't Q-loaders considered mag-fed? Because <laughs> they're silly. Because they're <laughs> so silly. You yeah, said, I said that. Yeah. All right. Well, no. <laughs> uh, there's it, there's no magwell with a uh, with a Q-loader. Technically, it is because you're only using the Q-loader. So technically, it has a there's a mount. Not a magwell, but a specific place for it to mount. But it, the capacity is crazy. But then, what about a box, box mag? mag yep. Right. I don't. I. You know what? If, Ooh, if this you, is a tricky one. We got a Joe. We got a Jolene. If with you, this I, gotta, I lean back. <laughs> if, if you have a, if you have a mag fed only game, and you're, you know, you should be able to have X number of box mags per team. Maybe every twenty five guys, there's one box mag, but that's all the paint that player can take on the field. I think. Devin Schwartz response trigger forever. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think the person rocking the Q mag would have a disadvantage considering they rarely worked. <laughs> Very true. That's true. If you want, it's like that late night commercial you see on TV for slap, slap chopper, sham wow. You know, if you instantly want to turn, you know, 200 paintballs into soup, use the Q loader. There were times where those things were just brutal, you know? But uh, do they still manufacture those? No, they I don't think so. I think um, didn't Spec Ops buy the rights to them, or did, who are the people that make the other pump guns? What are the, the CC, I, No, I think the CC. I think, I think the CCM people, the CCM, the people that make the CCM bought the rights and all the other parts for Q Loader. But those things were an abomination. But anyway, Andrew Woodward asks. Should box mags be allowed in MagFed? We just kind of talked about that. And I, and I, I, I think, could you even if you had two per team? I agree. I don't. I think there's a place for them, and you're right. I think, much like when you go to, you know, when you have a real conflict, there's going to be people that have fully auto, the, the guys with machine guns, belt-fed guns, and throwers, and 
think of now what's the Mini guns the last conflict that's that's going on right now all the people with those uh with the israelis with those electric the crusades yeah <laughs> no but those electric firing guns uh Vulcan mini guns is that the one was shooting the planes <laughs> down the patriot missile system has they can shoot down missiles and stuff too right yeah so whatever i I, I think they all have a place. Q loader, I don't know. I, I'm thinking dignity wise they shouldn't, but <laughs> maybe I don't know. I'm pissing someone off that's, out there. That's many products. <laughs> uh, all right. So Scott Martin says uh, he would like to answer, but he promised his girlfriend he wouldn't comment about politics or controversial topics anymore. <laughs> nice. Thank you very much. Uh, Christopher Delicious says, uh, "What are your thoughts on a paintball flamethrower?" Didn't they had one of those? Didn't they? It was like it a. It was almost like a flame. It wasn't. Are you sure? <laughs> really? I want hot melted oh. paintballs flying through the air. No, it's more like a like rich a creamery butter spray gun. It's like a. Yeah. It didn't some? Yeah, someone had someone like a what is like a hose spray, like a, a garden sprayer like that. that would under pressure, under pressure. Look at yeah. me with my songs tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's David Bowie, by the way. Speaking of which, we should probably come back to this topic in just a minute we'll take care of some business and then come back <laughs> well we're at the halfway part it's business time all right guys we're going to pay some bills here we're going to tell you about some great pro uh companies that sponsor our program uh if you guys uh you know think you know what we're talking about in the live read by all means post it up in the live chat planet eclipse guys stood there boldly sweating in the sun felt like a million felt like number one the height of summer, I'd never felt that strong because I had my gear from Planet Eclipse. Electro's mechanical and now mag-fed. Planet Eclipse has what you need to be solid as a rock. On a dark desert highway, cool wind in my hair, warm <laughs> colors of smoke rising up through the air. Up ahead in the distance, I heard a mission, a bell ring, so I popped some smoke. You can find it here all the time, anywhere that sells Enola Gay smoke grenades. Hashtag pop smoke and sing it as you pop it. While I'm standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona, <laughs> such a fine sight to see. It's a bunker, my lord, in a flatbed floor, slowing down, have a look and see. With their thick welded seams and endless color selections, take it easy, knowing that you've made the best decision for your field, air ups. My mother was a tailor. She sewed my nude blue jeans. My father was a gambling man down in New Orleans. Oh, mother, tell your children not to do what I've done. Get yourself some ruthless gear and be comfy and fashionable, my son. With full sublimation and a variety of gear, let Ruthless take care of all of your wearable needs on and off the field during the rising sun. Well, it's been no bed of roses, no pleasure cruise. I consider her a challenge before the human race and I ain't gonna lose. That's why I choose Exalt Brand products to ensure that I'm the champion, my friend, and I will keep on fighting until the end <laughs> with gear from Exalt. I love Charles. Uh, Charles Holden says, my favorite part of the show. I wonder if we've ruined it for him. <laughs> it's close to midnight. Something evil's lurking in the dark. Under the moonlight, you see a sight that almost stops your heart. It's all of the above and then some more. Fighting and lurking because the evil's going to hog you. GI Sports. Rising up. Back on the street. Did my time. Took my chances. Went the distance. Now I'm back on my feet. Just a man and his will to survive. So I grab my Lux and shoot for the kill. And maybe I'll survive. DLX Technologies, ladies and gentlemen. 
Hopefully, uh, thank you to all of our sponsors that do sponsor our show. Hopefully, they still continue to sponsor after that read. No, that ain't happening. <laughs> you got some apology emails to do tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I bet you people paid attention, and that was the end of the that was the, that was the the, the shtick of it all. Um, let's go to Joe's vault segment. Let, oh, let's do that, and we'll palette. come back. And guys in the live chat, let us know if you want us to muck with the reads every week, or if you'd like us to go back to our usuals. But we'll, uh, yeah, let's check out Joe's reading or uh, Joe's vault. We'll be right back. Hey, it's uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball here with another segment of From the Vault where we go back in history, back in time, back into the early days of paintball. This week is no different. Today we are going to look at my PCS 2007 equipment report. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty neat. I thought this was a manual, but obviously I had it uh, laying around, so I opened it up, and it's... Uh, Got the contents, talks about ordnance, ammunition, tactical armor, fatigues, utilities, mods. So we'll scroll around. The US-5 came out in 2005. The PCS US-5 had an E-grip that was available for it. Sort of an A5 knockoff. There was also an olive green version as well. You could get, uh, I guess, a player's kit. And it came with the Echo 2020. Echo, Echo, Echo. Um, There's also sort of a US-5 standard issued kit. Came with a longer barrel carry handle as well. Then, of course, the USP pistol that came out, semi-automatic pistol uh, made by PMI at the time. This is neat. The US-5 55 sports shot marker. PMI early, uh, early entry into the 50 caliber, but they call it a 55 caliber, but I believe it was just a 50. Sort of neat. Didn't obviously materialize until you know, 2020. Their ammunition, the Combat 68 paintball was pretty great. Big boy grenades. Four big boys. 2020 goggles and different camouflage. Various types of jerseys. Cotton ones, nylon ones. A knockoff of the American ACU camouflage. Different odds and ends. Tactical vests for pods. Obviously gloves. Slings. Hydration system, rain ponchos, pretty cool. If anyone had one of those kick you around, I'd be interested. And some pins. I never really saw the pins, but I think I have some somewhere because someone sent me a care package from uh, PMI at the time. This is all prototype stuff, so I'll dig it out and we'll go through that one day. It's pretty cool stuff. And uh, again, the advanced rip clip, the electronic trigger version, sort of a drop-in version, various car stocks. Different barrel mods you could buy separately and some t-shirts. Hats and a beret, of course, and some posters. Kind of cool. Anyway, that is today's segment of From the Vault, where we went back in history and looked at the PCS catalog from 2007. Until we see you next time on Behind the Bunker and From the Vault. We'll see you. I had that. Um, so I've been constantly looking at that. Um, little catalog every day because I, I, I thought it was just an owner's manual for a PCS. Then I opened it today and I looked inside and it was like the complete PCS combat, uh, PCS catalog from 2007. It's pretty cool if you think about it. You know, they came up with all those products and this is when they were PMI still too. They sort of copied the Tipman A5 and had it made sure offshore. Did. <laughs> yeah. And it, it had some similarities but there was a whole line of products that were all PCS branded, like the vest, and they had various, you know, kinds of apparel. 
And then they had pins. I don't know if anyone ever saw the pins that came out. Like they had like PCS Army oh, and Special yeah. Forces. But I don't know if we had those or not. But we did. I was sent. I was sent a box of samples um, from somebody, and I have it. And I I will dig them out, and I'll do a a vault segment on on the PCS pins. And I had all this PCS sort of swag and stuff that came came in. It. I cool. just pitched a couple of PCS shirts that still had the tags on them. Did you really? <laughs> I did. Um, can I ask a follow-up question yeah. to to your Z Clear? Z Clear. So this says cleaner and anti-fog, and this says cleaner and anti-fog. So is one better than the other? Like I haven't used the liquid product. I just yep. used yeah. that on my glasses, and it's pretty slick. We hmm. it's pretty slick. We normally just had the the paste. Yeah. Um, there's instructions. I gave you a little instruction card as well. Yeah, I saw that. So I'll, I'll have to read, but I don't know which one to use. Like which one's preferred? Well, I would, you can use either or. I think they're. For best results, let okay. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, we're still talking about what is your favorite, most controversial topic in paintball, and we're going to continue to go with that. So if you guys want to put up your uh, comments in the live chat, please do so. And also reading through your comments, a lot of you said you liked the, ch the read changes, and a couple of you said that we should repent for our sins. So I don't know. We're, we're undecided. We'll maybe try to change them up. But we do appreciate our sponsors uh, for sure. Um Jason Diff in the, uh, had posted up this week. He said, why did GI need to change the mold of the flexes? Um, did they? No, I, they did change them, but, but I understood that there was a fire in the plant where they were made in, I think, Taiwan, and they had to have the molds redone. Okay. So I think they took an opportunity to maybe modernize the product. It may not, it may not be your traditional... Um, Spectre, as you know it, but I, I think, or the Eflex, as you know it, but I think they've probably taken taken an opportunity to slightly modernize it um, and make it, yeah. you know, maybe more. That's why you're seeing maybe maybe they're they're made it easier so they could do smaller runs. That's why you're seeing all these um, limited edition colors and, and things coming up because oh, I think it's easier sense. to do yeah. color yeah. switches. And maybe too that you know if you have an older pair of JTs, make sure you don't sell them for cheap. Make sure you realize that they're worth something and don't drop that JT price <laughs> price price level right there. No way. Um, why does the quality of paint suck? I, that's a loaded question, and we could we could talk for hours on how to treat your paint and keep it from sucking, and how to bore your paint and keep keep your you know utilize the best paint. But it doesn't change the fact that sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes you'll go to an event or field and their paint just isn't good. Whether it was stored improperly, manufactured too, you know, improperly, whether it was shipped too soon, it didn't have time to cure, whether it's too old. I mean, paint's going to be like pastries. It's either got, it's got to be, for, you know, it's got to be right for it to be delicious. But even what the fire truck? No, it's <laughs> true. No, paint think, has a shelf but, life. But think, oh, but but think of the time. Think of the number of times. Scrumptious. Think of the number of times you go get a coffee at your favorite coffee, coffee shop, and how often? How often? Cafe. Cafe. Uh -huh. how, how often does it taste different? Different, even though you're having the exact things put in. Yeah. It. You know, making coffee is. 
reasonably scientific because you know these, these com- companies have got it down to a science. So, so Gavin, even though Joe has a great point about coffee, I get nothing for I say pastry and you blow up on me. But yeah, Joe can equate it to coffee and everything is fine. I'm still following his conversation. <laughs> so, but it's good. But, like, you know, but he's paint, right. Like, paintballs are like pastry. Sometimes they're delicious. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what sometimes, the hell is that? Sometimes your coffee tastes burnt. Sometimes it tastes watery. Yet it's exact same thing yeah. you order every day. Yeah. And and these these places like Starbucks and Tim Hortons and McDonald's even yeah. that have have coffee. How come there's no consistency? Just think of the the, the paintball. You know, you're you're you know you're making your paintballs and you're putting your peg in your gelatin in and it would only have to be off ever so much for the for the paint to be slightly different and not as consistent plus let's say you bought paint for your field and it was uh let's say it was august right you bought it in august and that's when you wanted to use it august september rolls around and you get a chilly day all of a sudden people are complaining about your paint well the paint at that point was designed to work under a certain weather condition and humidity level and temperature, but all of a sudden you get a cold snap and the paint's chopping because it's brittle. Well, there's a reason for that too. So there's so many variables in paint that I, I think unless the paint looks like a football, I think you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. Um, so Tommy Gunn says it goes bad just like theater popcorn. <laughs> no, it does. There's no such thing as bad theater popcorn. Uh, and it's, Bi- it's what you get out of the microwave. That stuff is just. And Vicky Brown says the coffee analogy makes sense. And I have been strolling back and forth, and <laughs> I don't on, see Vicky. any pastry analogies you know, <laughs> endorsements. So okay. I think Joe wins this one. All right, Gavin can go screw. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Let me read some delicious comments then. Okay. <laughs> All right. Are they going to be fluffing late? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so Raleigh uh, Sumsangango. Sorry, my friend. Uh, Junior says, uh, paintball celebs, why are some loved slash hated more than others when all they do is try to promote the sport? Yeah. Yeah, good call. I, I mean, there's actors and actresses that we all really like. It's like Taylor Swift says, haters going to hate, 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 hate. There you we go. Another means, musical. So <laughs> no, but it's it, if someone rubs you the wrong way, they just rub you the wrong way. You know, um, you know, there's certain paintball people that I think do an awesome job. And there's maybe others that maybe not. But that's just my opinion. I mean, if again, you know, I, I kind of equate it back to like celebrities on TV. There's certain ones that you can watch. Like I don't like any of the Wilson brothers. You know, maybe that's been an influence of, of people talking about them, but they irritate me when they're on the screen. So it takes a really good movie for me to actually want to watch it. Um, and, you know, not everybody's everybody's cup of tea, but you know what? Paintball as a sport needs representation and it needs someone. And if you don't like those people, still promote them, still help them get out there because they're the ones that are promoting paintball. And it's going to help behind us. the bunker people. That's right. Absolutely. No, Gavin, is, I know that you know, for sure. Gavin will piss on any sort of, <laughs> you know, know that analogy sure. that you make, but I think, you know, it's only worth... pastry ones. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, as Todd's saying, you know, like, uh, it's, you know, you're not going to get along with everyone. You're not going to like everyone. You're going to have certain people you, uh, that, that resonate with you, appeal to you, and others you don't. But what I don't understand is the hate. You know, there's some people I really uh, I don't find very entertaining, uh, but it'll never, I'll never talk badly about them. So, you know, if you have nothing nothing good to say at all and nothing nice to say, then I think you should just just keep quiet, move on, and find the, find the niche and find the people that you enjoy Bob, uh, to watch, right? Yeah. Bob Spicer had a good point because some promote themselves more than they promote the sport. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I guess. Yeah. Yes, Devin I mean, Schwartz, I will kick any hopper. 
<laughs> I mean, not oh, everybody's in it for the love of the game. Even the double but... welded Winchester hopper, would you kick that one? Would that's a, diff- that's that? a difficult one. I haven't had much practice with that, so maybe I'll spend the $800 and buy that. Simultaneous like... <laughs> mutual feeding hopper. <laughs> uh, what about Drew Nelson? He says, is MagFed really the future of Bushball? When a 600-count box of first-strike rounds count more than seven... Uh, cost more than 7,000 paintballs. For, well, first of all, there's two different things here because not everybody that plays MagFed solely uses first strike rounds. Um, but is MagFed... Uh, I, I, I don't know. Is you, you think it's a trend? Do you think... I, I think it's just another, as Joe says, genre of paintball that's being adopted right now. I mean, not everybody likes to play speedball. Not everybody likes to play pump, you know... Uh, MagFed certainly is is a growing growing part of the sport, but if it was really that big, wouldn't every manufacturer have like four or five different MagFed guns up for up for sale right now? Now here here's some. Let's just stop for a second. Okay. So not stop, yes, not vanilla? stop the show, but we've been in a sort of a global pandemic situation. Not most, sort of yes. Most <laughs> of us, most of us for over a year. What? And paintball basically stopped. The li- the newest product that really was what came out was the Planet Eclipse EMF 100. But let's let's hypothesize there was no pandemic. Everything carried on. What new products would have come out? Would paintball have grown? I believe I believe, and we all believe from our our experience at Paintball Extravaganza, Extravaganza. 20, 2020 that paintball globally or at least in north america was really poised to take off so we've been sort of put back in the dark ages or we'll just count the last 15 months didn't count it didn't happen but let's see where we go i think people dig magfed because they like they like the experience they like that sort of fantasy element of paintball they like putting on their camouflage and pulling up their bootlegs like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando or like the guys on SEAL team who we are and that's what they like not paintball is it's it's part it's part sport it's part cosplay and it it really stimulates your imagination and all your senses I think um, almost like simultaneous mutual loader so um, <laughs> that that's kind of where I'm at um, I, I, you know, most of us that I know, you know, dig putting on their camouflage. I know, I know people that have mannequins in their basement with different <laughs> uniforms on and stuff like that. They put lotion. And you know what? And how many of us just have one set of camouflage or one pair of boots or one vest or one plate carrier? I, I know. I I am not guilty of that. It, it's not possible to have that if I'm your friend, Joseph. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's nearly impossible. So I, you know, I think. You know, I think the mag-fed component of, of, of paintball will grow, and you're getting guys crossing back from airsoft to paintball because yeah. it's, it's, it's neat, it's fun, and it's new. Yeah. Um, I have another comment. Just because we're getting close to the end of the show, I want to make sure we get these Watch in. Um, from The Wolf, he says, uh, oh. Why doesn't the industry advertise? Where? Well, that's the thing like the industry as a whole it, okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna play devil's advocate for both sides first of all all the all the consumers 
the paintball fields, paintball stores, and the players themselves wants the industry, the providers of all these products to advertise, right? And that's great. And they are, and they, and they want to, but the problem is those same people that are asking for that to happen are also asking for the cheapest amount of uh, yeah. dollars that they're going to spend on paint discounts on the guns that they buy. And they want basically everything for free. So it's a vicious circle. Like ladies and gentlemen, if you took a paint and gear increase of 10%, let's say, and I'm just saying 10%, then the manufacturers would put 10% of their pro proceeds into advertising because it's only going to grow their sport. It's a vicious cycle. There's been a huge race to the bottom in paintball for price. Um, and that's everybody's fault. That's the, the consumers, the paintball field owners, the store owners, everybody, because and, and, the, and the manufacturers, because they want that business as well. But we, we're, we're priced lower than we should be. Like if you look historically at what paint used to cost versus inflation and where we are now, none of us want to hear it and I don't want to pay it. But realistically speaking, we should be paying more than what we should be for this stuff. And that would give everybody a budget to do it. You know, if we were in any other sport that had real margins, you know, if we were in golf or hockey or any of these these bigger sports, they advertise because there's there's money going around to do so. Um, and, I, and I play a little bit of the soapbox there, but I, I don't know. Would you guys agree? I, I would challenge the statement that the, that uh, manufacturers are not advertising because I actually see advertisements in some of the online um, um, medium, right? Uh, the, the magazines and such. So um, I have seen ads come across my feed as well. So I think it's limited in terms of how they, uh, they are advertising to already a niche market that's already sort of captive and in, 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 in sort of in, into different camps as well. Uh, and I sort of equate that to I have interest in paintball, so I, my eyes are sort of attuned to looking for advertisements and, and publications and, you know, uh, in sites that are being spot like our, our program right now is being sponsored. So that's advertising dollars as well. Yeah. Um, you think of a sport like, for example, like chess or ping pong or pickleball. I've never seen any of those advertisements either, but I don't ask for that. I don't look for that either. Right? Ping pong's so, an Olympic sport. It, it is an Olympic sport. That's correct, Joseph. But yeah. when's the last time you saw an advertisement for ping pong paddle or ping pong balls? Yeah. Well, I, but but I'm sure that if you go on Instagram and put into your feed ping pong, all kinds of shit will come up. Just like <laughs> just like badminton. Yeah. You know, it's it, it. Just don't search shuttlecock. So, yeah. <laughs> well, make sure you spell it correctly. <laughs> um, yeah, but so Joe, I, but Joe's right. Like, like paintball also has that stereotype of guns. Facebook and Instagram don't push it, and there are people getting pulled off of these platforms because they're showing pictures of their paintball guns with, with triggers, and they're in buying cells and stuff. So I mean, it it is harder for us to get through, and you know, maybe some cities don't want to have pictures of a a magfed player that has that realistic look on a big billboard advertising paintball. I I don't know, but it, it is definitely harder. It's not as easy as. You know, some of these other sports that seem to be more media friendly. Sorry, I see Wolf. Oh, I don't have the same effect board. So uh, in the uh, in the chat saying that they need to advertise the non paintballers. But, you know, it sort of goes back to um, how do you advertise that? Right. I mean, it was I think it was Planet Eclipse who had the full go play paintball, yeah, go play paintball campaign, which was really it was fantastic. A number of uh, individuals, fields and manufacturers got behind that. But it, it, it sort of. At least in our area, it went it went dead. I, so I, I think you really have to create a story and narrative versus versus products. And I don't think manufacturers are interested in doing a generic story um, narrative uh, to, to push out the public to non paintballers. So I think it's really it's, it's really tough. And I go back to sort of the, that, that pickleball or chess, right? You're not seeing uh, advertisements and, and, and 
in other mediums, uh, you know, advertising, come play chess, come play pickleball, come play badminton, right? Frolf. So, frolf. Or frisbee golf, right? Yeah. yeah like any of that stuff. So yeah. I think, I, I think enough, after the Queen's Gambit, though. I think a number of industries are in the same position as us. It's they, They're thinking very small, uh, yeah. but I think it's really, really challenging to uh, to, to reach a an audience that uh, has never considered the sport before. Yeah. But I'm going to... I, I'll go on a soapbox for a minute. I'll try to get through this quickly. Um, think of when shows are on, like, Big Bang Theory, and they show paintball, and the, you know that's coming on, and there's a preview. And you have your you have your industry, your normal industry people sharing that. But imagine if all the, all the manufacturers had all their staff that probably don't normally share paintball things would have shared it like if you think of all the industry that's probably a million people on various facebook's and social media but all these other people that work for the company that don't normally share and how many you know of their friends and cousins know they actually work at a paintball place so if these all would have shared it then it would have hit a completely different market that's how you grow the sport so to piggyback on my friend Joe, uh, people are asking why manufacturers haven't uh, got together or haven't they done have advertising. What have you done? You're watching the show right now. Have you hit like and share and to <laughs> other groups and other pages to let people know what you yeah. do, uh, let people know a little bit about paintball. And if you happen to be watching or participating in the show like Wolf did, um, you get your own sound effect. But after 10 years, Wolf's been with us for 10 years now. Uh, so he finally gets his own. Uh... Or you could submit, uh, you know, send a, an email with the soundbite to show behind bunker.com. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, could so you imagine sending your like, sound bites, ladies like and gentlemen? He's got 30 soundboards, and you're just hoping people sign on. So, Devin Schwartz, I see him in the live chat. He's going to ask for. In the beginning. <laughs> there we go. We haven't played that in a while. Now with our new reads, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to play that one again. Uh, Steve Abar says, we need a paintball industry advocacy group. We need a regulatory body, an advocacy group. Absolutely. I would 100% agree with that. We do. But unfortunately, right now with the competitive nature of the business, I, I, I don't know. And as I said, like the fields and stores want the cheapest price, which is what they want for their customers because they're the ones asking. But, I mean, it's got to start somewhere. Do you think your customers can take a bit of a, a price hike? I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, well. All right. Do you guys have any more last ones? My sheets are empty. I have one last one, but I think it's it's okay. I'm going to leave it for now. Uh, uh, yeah, I think we addressed this. Uh, this one, I do want to give a shout out to the name. Uh, Julian Harry Christie was just talking about cheating, but we already addressed that. So. Yeah. And I want to say, uh, unfortunately, we lost Joe, uh, Josh this evening. He, uh, he had... Uh, well, probably something better to do, uh, but he was not able to make it in the show tonight. But I missed him. I, I would have loved to hear of some of his takes on this. There would have been a lot of hard no's. Tonight. I would have loved to have um, <laughs> talked over him and just completely missed him from the question, not even ask, because I'm sure he's hitting at home right now, you know, vein popping out of his, his forehead yeah. right now, saying, why didn't you ask me? But you know what? Whether Josh is here or not, I didn't ask for his opinion. Yeah, exactly. And it didn't change the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Josh. You know, my headphones sound fantastic. There's less teeth grinding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and there's more whisk or uh, more room left. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to say farewell to all you guys that are watching us on Facebook. Please hit that like and share button on your way out if you don't mind. That would do us awesome. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, we're not going anywhere. We're just going to do an outro real quick, and then we're going to continue to stay live for you guys on YouTube and record for our podcast. If you're also listening to us um, tomorrow or, or whenever as a podcast, don't go anywhere. We're, we're going to be right back. Uh, but I do want to thank all of you guys for listening to us and watching us on uh, Facebook, and we do appreciate all of you. 
much like our sponsors uh we, we do appreciate everybody that uh, helps put the show together so thank you very much for for watching and um Thank you to Matt for filling in for Josh tonight. I tried to be as sour as I could be. <laughs> he was very beardy tonight. Yeah. Beardy, very beardy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Garvin Charmer, thanks for being on the show tonight. It's great to be here, but I also forgot to neglected to mention, hey, Leds, I'm glad you're back in the office listening to our paintball show oh. today. On your, I'm, you know, I got, I got, a, I got a pander. I got to stand his good side. But, yes, yes, that's true. Yeah. Leds doesn't need us or anybody. Their product stands on their own. Yeah, oh, Joe, you're, gonna, you're gonna mess up my deal. You're gonna queer. The I was deal. helping you with that, wasn't I? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and Joe Kimson from Flagler's Paintball. Thanks everyone for tuning in tonight. What a great show tonight. Nice to see everybody and enjoy some enjoy some Joe leaning, a little bit of soapbox, and we'll see everybody next Monday night at 8 p.m. And keep your lenses clear with Z Clear. There you go. Z-clear. It's always nice when we get a little present. I, I, yeah. I do appreciate that, and I am actually looking forward to. It. I'm going to use it not only on my goggles. But I'm going to use it on my uh, sunglasses and my, uh, my my glasses as well. Yeah, absolutely. Great yeah. product. For sure. So, guys, thank you for watching on YouTube. If you guys are watching us on on uh, oh, sorry, on Facebook, if you guys are watching us on YouTube or listening to us on our podcast, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Don't be a freeloader. If you liked what you hear, make sure to hit the share button below. Also, follow us on our social media outlets like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ICQ, and now MySpace. If you want to join the conversation, post your comments and we might read them on the show. Don't be a freeloader. All right. So that was our pre-show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I have to say, I was, I was thinking about this while the, while the credits were watching or, or going. What if we did our very last show and we re-brought up this Next to- week? <laughs> and we brought up this topic of conversation. Would there be some bitter bitterness that actually comes out that you were that you were stifling that maybe you wanted to say? I can think of a few things I may want to have said. Oh, you okay? You're not going to reveal it now in the after show? No, wait for the last show, dummies. I'm not going <laughs> to. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but I mean, we all have so we all have opinions on on how the industry should be and, and yeah. all of that sort of stuff. And it's hard because when you're not the one at the helm, it's hard. But. Uh, there are some things about what we've talked about today, some of the earlier conversations that, uh, you know, we put a political spin on and, and, and try to keep it nice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. There's uh, there's a lot of stuff there that was, was pretty heavy opinionated, and, and a lot of people got uh, got vocal, and that's great. I'm glad to see see all that. But uh, For sure. You know, and, and it, that's being outside of the industry as well and not really having the insides of uh, what's going on. Obviously, it's easier to be armchair quarterback or uh, Monday or Monday quarterback. Um, it's, you know, I would love to be able to have a conversation saying, here's, you know, here's what I'm thinking, where the industry needs to go and why haven't you gone there? And I guarantee there's a plausible explanation, a reasonable explanation by these by the manufacturers in terms of why they haven't or why they've entertained or why they've tried that in the past that wasn't successful. So... Yeah. Um, you almost you almost have to trust that uh, you know they want the same they want the same things that we want they yeah. want the, the the sport to grow they want to increase their customer base but um, how they get there um, we'll leave it up to them yeah um, Colin Cooper brings up that's something in the live chat that's super controversial and I'm glad he waited till the after show to bring it up behind the bunker tiger stripe hoodies <laughs> question mark that is controversial you know. <laughs> Um, I actually checked in with them not too long ago. We're going to wait till probably closer to the fall for two reasons. A, it's more of a fall uh, camouflage. 
and also something you'd wear more in the fall. And B, with the uh, pandemic right now, they're having a hard time getting supply. So I don't want to get people excited that we're ordering uh, Tiger Stripe hoodies um, and then find out that we just can't get them, um, especially not in um, Colin Cooper sizes. All right. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, for most of uh, the areas that we frequent in this part of the world, it's uh, it's summer now. So, I mean, it's not quite hoodie season, although it was cool this evening. But, I mean, uh, you know, fall fall will be a certainly great time to introduce product in time for the holiday season. So, if you have a loved one who uh, wants a behind-the-bunker Tiger Stripe hoodie, maybe the holiday season would be uh, an appropriate time to place an order. So, what you're saying is the uh, support package is coming back. Oh, my gosh. If we I can need plug to bring a support this, yeah, package. Yeah, we need yeah. to bring back the support packages. Um, Stephen in the live chat. Look at Mr. Salt in the Wound getting dressed <laughs> no, here. <kidding. laughs> Stephen in the live chat says, uh, is Todd... Steven says, is Todd dropping a deuce? I mean, Joe. Um, <laughs> Joe was not gone enough. I mean, th- he, he drinks a cup of Metamucil every morning, but that still was pretty quick. <laughs> I think that was just the number one. And Bob Spisser says, uh, or Bab Spisser says, I know, I know, it's all about the dead man walk. Um, I won't do that. <laughs> and Steve Abars uh, recommends taking pre-orders. Yeah, that's like a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, um, in, in all fairness to that question, we are selling tickets to a ride to the moon. So if you guys would like to send your uh, money now, we're, we're booking those now into the future. Behind the Bunker X. Yeah. Um, who's sending people to the moon right now? Jeff Bezos, the Amazon rocket. But he's doing it because he wants to go. He's, he's on going. the first he's one. He's on the first one. They sold it. They sold it for twenty-four million dollars or something like that. A Isn't seat? It? Yeah, Isn't it? Okay. The one. And I auctioned it off. Okay. I don't, you I don't have... wish ill on most people, but, but him. You hope it crashes. Don't you want something? <laughs> or he's stranded. <laughs> well, I know there's a t- petition started online for him just to not be allowed back on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I'm bitter because I, I, I have nothing against Jeff Bezos other than that he makes a ridiculous amount of money, and I, I, I envy him for doing that. So I really have nothing against him, but I'm bitter. So I mean, it would, be, it, it would be funny if he's out there floating around in a spacesuit because his plane, because the rocket crashed or blew up, and he's looking back at Earth, going, "You know, I've got billions down there." <laughs> he's <laughs> looking in his wallet it. right now, and yeah, he's texting. He's looking for a drone delivery of but oxygen. If have, but if you have that much money. And nothing on Earth is, or anything on Earth is obtainable. I guess a flight to the moon or in outer space would be something that would be exciting, right? Like, if you told me that you were giving me a Lamborghini, I would be super excited about. But if you could buy them all day long and it wasn't an issue for you, what really gets you excited? Would it come with snow tires? Oh, (laughs) chains on the snow tires. I guess. I mean, when you're ridiculously rich, then... Yeah. Bobby Dow says he's going to crash into Elon's uh, Tesla up there while he's floating (laughs) around. Maybe maybe that's (laughs) the motivation, right? It's sabotage. Yeah. No, to find the dead Um, hooker in the trunk of that car. (laughs) (laughs) That's what really got sent up for. Amazing. Uh, Colin Cooper says, got to get some BTB patches. I actually have behind the bunker patches. I have a couple more left. So if anybody really wants one, send me an email. They're 10 bucks plus shipping. Um, wow. So the average guy is paying about twenty bucks right now, and they're getting a, a patch shipped out to them in the states. So another, if, another Ponzi scheme. And Steve Abar <laughs> says, "Stop ordering from Amazon. Not a chance. I can't help it. It comes to my door tomorrow if I order it now, and it's uh, it's the same product that I'm buying from anywhere else. I can't help it. We're in a pandemic. As soon as I can go into a store or a Home Depot again." Then it's a different story. Now, for us, we've just slowly started opening up phase one, so there'll be less less online shopping. But it's so convenient, and yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. A lot of you guys are listening in from the stateside. 
are like three or four months ahead of us right now. We're still where we're, you know, this week we can now actually walk into some physical stores, but it's down to like 15% of their capacity. So there's a line every time you go to a, pay, a, a store. Um, I overheard someone talking today. They're questioning why is there a lineup around the store at Nike? This is the first time you could actually go shoe shopping and put something on your feet in two months. So I, I, I get that. Yeah, because actually shoes and clothing were not considered essential, which is uh, it was really unfortunate because I know there were some kids that had outgrown their shoes, but yeah. um, so they weren't going out at all, so yeah. they had to remain at home. There you go. And Bob Spitzer wants to know about a BTB tattoo. If you get a behind the bunker tattoo, Bob, I would give you five percent off of a, a patch. tiger stripe hoodie. <laughs> yeah. I think it's got to be visible. Asking, it's got to yeah, be visible. Has to be visible, <laughs> not near the cheek region, either cheeks. cheek free invisible Um, I am also as Colin Cooper says I am selling theater popcorn (laughs) there's not much left it's just kernels at the bottom of the bag I love the callbacks that's great strip clubs are not closed are still closed oh Bobby but don't you take the money that you were going to spend at strip clubs and buy some only member uh OnlyFans membership. Only nice. yeah. yeah. Okay, so I don't frequent strip joints. But <laughs> Bob says five. <laughs> but I would have loved to have gone to a strip joint, uh, maybe when it opens up again, just to see the face shields ah. <laughs> and the masks. I want the girls on. dancing to not only have a full face shield, but I want them to have like as if they were drywall sanding. One of those ones that have the big filters on both sides. So all I hear is... <sighs> You're not sexy, baby. I also want Lexan <laughs> around the stage. <laughs> so you got to slide your, slide your $5 bill underneath. But I want to see spittle dripping down <laughs> on that shield as well, just while we're there. Okay, safety first, guys. <sighs> safety first. And then they come over with shower curtains when you want to lap dance. <laughs> it's, no, like a... it's lap dances via Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Oh. Jesus Christ. You wouldn't get turned on by a woman in a hazmat suit? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what she's sporting under that safety gear, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess that's what I missed the most about the pandemic. It's going to the <laughs> strip clubs. <laughs> For their buffet? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Is that a seafood buffet going on tonight? I can't remember the last time I went to a strip club. I think it was honestly when I had like the last stag that we went yeah. to. That shows my, my order, I guess. But uh... <laughs> We were talking about that. And I spent most of the evening outside with the old man just catching fresh air. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Um... Where do you go from there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just reading Bob Spicer's comment, but it doesn't. I'm not bringing up my wife fun. in this next com- <laughs> comment here as well. Oh, geez, Louise. So thank you for putting up with our pre-show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you liked our reads. I had fun doing them this week. I I, I, I had I thought about it. I was listening to a song. I think it was Bob Seeger, And uh, I started listening to it. And for some reason, I was working on the show and I thought of a read. And I'm like, that'd be fun just to go into, go into a read and make it a little bit spicier. So hopefully somebody enjoyed that. Oh, the girls sticked... Stick their toes under the plastic. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) If you want it bad enough, you can go to Amsterdam and pay those quarters to have the little window slide up in a booth. (laughs) Jesus. You want to have a sound effect for that? (laughs) On your soundboard? I don't. That's why we need support packages back. (laughs) No kidding. Yeah, I don't have... 
Well, there's sort of a sound effect. Yeah, I was mucking around with some sound effects in there, and I thought Wolf deserved a little homage there. Uh, yeah, spicier reads up, says Colin. I, I think we're going to work on some new reads over the next little while. Um, maybe we'll go to the local strip club and talk over a beer. <laughs> see if we can go. <laughs> yeah, and Rick Rock, Rook says uh, major points for Bob Seeger. I know that's showing my age, and Bob Seeger's even older than I am, but if you don't know that song, you probably don't really need to be listening to this program, probably. There we go. Let's alienate some more of our listeners. Oh, look, we just dropped a whole bunch of viewers right now. <laughs> That's all right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're probably at the end of our show. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, go out and thank our local strippers and uh, stripper union, and, and uh, union. they'll hopefully <laughs> be back to work shortly. Um, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Gavin. That was a good after show. Yeah, uh, you, were the, you were the one that brought it up. Joe, Joe missed half of it, but thank you, I, Joe. Well, I wasn't gone that long, long enough to miss part of it. But anyway, thanks, guys, for tuning in. We'll see everyone next week. Yeah, uh, there you go. And uh, Matt, thanks for stepping in for Josh tonight. Yeah, anytime you need a surly reader, <laughs> I will gladly step up. With a beard? Yes. And Doge42 with a final comedy says, uh, Todd's idea of a strip club is Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, am I turning you on?